Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition. It is week number 1515. I can't even believe it's December, and we are in the thick of a playoff race, the likes of which we may never see again. I mean, it is like crazy going on in the playoffs. Everything wide open in the NFC, everything except the Chiefs wide open in the AFC, and we are here to pick the games for week number 15. Dan Zampano, Chris Raza, and I've got a winter hat on because it is freezing. Matty Ice is here. He's Mr. White Christmas. He's Mr. Snow. Da, 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 da. Welcome back. Welcome back. I, I, I heard we loved our picks last week, and you know what? I, I It got really cold really fast for me and for you. Let me give this one a shot. I think that's what I think that's what he does. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I really don't know. It's it's a, you know. All right, if, if we got the theme of the week, what I tried to be this week, I feel like I've been very Joe Public. I have don't be Joe Public this week. We are just gonna, like you said, we're, we're this far into the season. The lines are super sharp because all the all the books, you know, we know what they know what these teams are. They're able to fit the lines a little better, so it's just not it's not getting any easier for me to get out of this hole. So I, I think we're just going to go back to just looking at numbers. I'm going to take my own thoughts out of it because they're clearly not working, and we're going to go back to looking at numbers. Can we say this week is going to be about a couple of things: very large spreads and home dogs. That home is, doggies. That there are a plenty this holiday season just for you. Five for the next five minutes only. Ninety nine percent off on home dogs. It's incredible what's going on with those home dogs. Chris, not so good of a week. Technically better than us. We go one and four. But Chris, I give him the push with the Packers, even though that line was spaghetti. I'll give you the push. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate this. It is the holiday season, so you're supposed to be generous. But uh, I'm just, I'm just so mad at the Saints. I'm so mad at the Saints, and I, I want to give a lot of the credit off to Jalen Hurts had a great week, but the Saints just—they just needed to get that one. They needed to win, and they didn't. But it was a rough week, and you know the the Chargers and, and you know the yeah the Chargers and the Falcons and. Neither team wants to win against each other, and the Chargers are pulling it out. Uh, it was it was just a rough week. I was just on the wrong side of a few things, but uh, I feel good. Feel good about this week. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, I say if I didn't die during the Chiefs game, the Chiefs Dolphins game, which was maybe the worst loss yet, <laughs> the worst loss yet. That I was so ready to be absolutely let down by the Saints and have Jalen Hurts. Who I couldn't have said worse things about on the show. <laughs> Shove it right down my throat. It was unfat. It was like it was. You knew it was coming too. Like you knew it was coming. As soon as Tua starts going down the field, you knew Flores could be like, oh, "We got. We're gonna have to kick it so we can get the ball back." You know, like just one of those situations where I'm like, "There's no way Maddie gets this covered." I'm thinking about you the whole time. It was unbelievable. I'm happy that I'm always in your thoughts. <laughs> well, you know, beggars can't be choosers, my friend. Let's go to let's go to before we get to the picks. Actually, uh, I posed a question to you guys um, earlier in the week, uh, just concerning some of what we've seen so far. 
I remember we went back and we did a little 10 questions on the NFL draft when we used to do grind time. And during that thing, we kind of had a preconceived notion about who was going to go where and what was going to happen. So now we've seen the rookies play, right? We've seen, we've seen the rookies play for 14 weeks. Um, by the way, producer Lou, also here. Lou, it's always good to have you. I don't want to miss you. Or we, or we it's okay, buddy. It's all right. Yeah, I'm hanging out. I'm chilling. He's chilling. Okay. I'm watching the show. I'm enjoying it. I like listening. You know, it's cool being on the show because then I get to listen to it live and then watch it all just fall apart as the week comes to, you know, Monday rolls around and who's heartbroken. And it's a good time. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. It falls apart just like the Jets playing Geno Smith last mm-hmm. week. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but, but as we get into the rookies, let me get your take. Who was the best pick so far of the 2020 NFL draft? And who was the worst pick of the 2020 NFL draft? Let's start with best pick and let's start with Chris Rosa. Let's start with you, Mike. You know, I, I was kind of, I'm, I'm torn between two Justins, uh, Justin Herbert and Justin Jefferson. I, I think both of these guys, um, you know, especially when you look at Herbert, is, you know, we weren't sure what to expect out of him coming out of Oregon. You know, would he be able to take that next step with the Chargers? Uh, and it really looks like he has. I mean, he he's looked as close to as professional as you can in your rookie year. Uh, I'm really excited to see. Well, maybe not really excited to see what he's going to be able to do uh, in his career over the next you know few years. When hopefully he gets actually a decent coach, uh, and you know they're able to build an offensive line for him, which would be which would be helpful. You know, and then you look at Justin Jefferson. I mean, he absolute you know I think steal that late in the in the first round uh, by the Vikings, especially when you look at the Eagles had the chance to take him. And they took Jalen Rager, uh, and that really hasn't really worked out for them. So, I mean, Justin Jefferson has had a phenomenal rookie rookie campaign. He's another guy I'm looking forward to see. Uh, just a couple honorable mentions for, for Joe Burrow and Tua. Just, you know, having good years. Uh, you know, Joe Burrow sadly kind of got short there. But, uh, you know, I think Justin Herbert's having a, having a heck of a rookie campaign right now. Matt? Best pick for me, I want, you know, draft capital is so huge. So, best pick, I want to pick someone from the tail end of the first um, and, and obviously, you know, the top guys are doing playing pretty great, like Chase Young, um, and as you know, mentioned, the quarterbacks. But um, I think Patrick Queen, who Baltimore took at 28th in the first round, um, he's been he's been so good for their defense. Um, he's he's only second behind uh, Kenneth Murray uh, behind the Chargers as far as rookies leading the rookies in tackling. Uh, he's got 58. He did play one less game than Murray. He missed a game um, from injury, but I think he's been super uh, just, just super important to their defense. And then someone on the defensive side who I think uh, you know, was probably expected to help uh, make an impact on the team a lot more was Isaiah Simmons. Um, he did have a good game against the Giants recently, um, but I, he hasn't, you know, for getting picked eighth overall, there was a lot of excitement around what they could do with him um, in a very interesting, uh, you know, he plays like an interesting role in their defense. And I just don't think he's made quite the impact that they thought picking him at eight um, that he could have he could have had. So, say Isaiah Simmons. And a lot of that has to do with the way they've used him, uh, kind of using him more as like a cover guy, and, and he's kind of more of a guy that can kind of do a lot of different things. So that's an interesting pick. Isaiah Simmons is a, is a good pick. To me, I think when you look at best pick, I think you have to look at a guy that immediately fills a role that you need on your team. And to me, I mean, they're just I, – I hate saying because it it's probably cliche and he's probably going to be up for uh, NFL, uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. But to me, when you trade a player away like Stefan and you immediately can plug in a thousand yard receiver and you pick him the fifth pick of wide receivers in the draft, 
I mean, that's an unbelievable pick. I mean, that is like a gift from God that you just got Justin Jefferson, who, by the way, only happened to be like statistically the best receiver in college football last year at LSU. So, I mean, for him to get passed over, you've got Lamb could be a really good receiver. Judy could be a good, really good receiver. I haven't seen it yet. Ruggs seems like more of a burner right now. Just maybe he develops. And then obviously Rager just is in a terrible situation. So, you know, Jefferson just came out and is a man. He's a man. He's like, he's like, you know, the DK Metcalf of this year and not by size or like craziness, but like just pure ability and pure production. I mean, that's what you're getting out of him. So to me, it's a steal for Justin Jefferson. Uh, to me, again, if you're going to judge worst draft pick, I think it has to be impact on your team. And you cannot get the quarterback position wrong. You can't get it. And to me right now, there are guys like guys that are worse that haven't had uh, as much playing time as like A.J. Terrell come from mind. Why did the Falcons in the first round? But to me, the fact that the Dolphins drafted Tua over Herbert right now seems to be like one of the worst picks to me. I mean, that right now there's a clear difference in talent. I mean, clear. You see the spark with Burrow. You see this unbelievable ability with Herbert and the spark that he has. I don't see that with Tua. And, and you need that as a franchise. You That's the number one position you cannot get wrong. So to me, I think it's Tua is the worst draft pick right now. Chris. Yeah, I was actually, I agreed with Matt uh, on Isaiah Simmons. I think especially because he had a lot of talk kind of coming into the draft. You know, yeah, you're with me, yeah, you're actually getting, you know, three or four players. Um, and you mentioned it's probably the way Arizona is using them. It's really hurting his position. Um, you know, I think add to it, Isaiah Simmons with all, you know, kind of all the attention pre-draft, and I really have heard nothing from him since this uh, season has started. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, uh, Simmons is a great one, too. Again, I think it's schematic and the way the coaches use him. And that's a big, big factor to me, uh, when the Cardinals have have, uh, have used him. All right, let's get to the Sunday night pick, shall we? This is going to be an interesting one. This was a flex game, NBC, little muscle, little flex. I don't have anything there. Um, <laughs> I've, the Browns and the Giants flex out the 49ers and the Cowboys, thank God. And um, the Browns on the road after the Monday night epic – against the Ravens, interestingly enough. This line was kind of hovering on four, four and a half, five all week. Bang, jumps up to six and a half. Six and a half point road favorite for the Cleveland Browns on the road at the New York Giants on Sunday night football. The over-under is 44. And guess who makes their return this week? Jason Garrett gets the runner. So we get to see the stark difference. Between Freddie Kitchens and Kevin Stefanski. Freddie Kitchens coaching the <laughs> offense for the New York Giants might be better than Odell coming back. Like that was the whole thing in the appeal. And now that Odell's not there, playing kind of loses his luster. Freddie Kitchens, this is like conspiracy theory stuff with the NFL and NBC trying to muster up some storylines. And now Freddie Kitchens randomly gets to coach the offense. I love it. Matt, what do you think? Uh, I, I did not even realize that Fred Kitchens was taking over the play calling. That is fantastic, though. Um, the, the big question, obviously, that we have with, with them is, is quarterback. Is Daniel, is Daniel Jones going to play again? I mean, he looks so bad. I mean, so, again, we, I don't think, I, don't think I, I had it on the show, but me and Danny were talking later on Sunday, and we, 
We both love the Giants. You had the, you had the Giants in the show. Uh, I decided to do a little spinoff of my money line parlay with them because I really like them as well. Um, and, and their offense, I, I texted them, text them during the game. Every time they were on red zone, it's just the Cardinals. The Cardinals had the ball in the red zone again. It was every five minutes. I don't know how it was happening. He was turning the ball over instantly, um, and they were just getting right into field position, which the Cardinals were horrible in the red zone. They should have won that game by 50. They blew so many chances in the red zone. Um, with that being said, I, I'm hoping that they go with Colt McCoy because they're def- you know the Giants' defense is still great, and this is where we're going to get ugly, and we're going to fade. We're, we're not going to be Joe Public. We're going to fade Cleveland. That's getting absolutely dominated with, with tickets and bet percentages right now. Um, so six and a half at home for the Giants. Cleveland is getting 75% of the money, 72% of the bets. Um, so I'm going to want to be on the side of, I want to be on the side of the sports book. Obviously there's less money on the Giants. They're pulling for the Giants to win. I'm going to go with them plus six and a half at home on a Sunday night. I think they know what they're doing. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so for your sake. And it's, it's, this is such a tough game especially if the number was lower like it was earlier in the week it would be much more interesting for me but now it's very very tough chris give me a pick on this one you know i'm i will say with with the giants pick I, you know i think they've got something to fight for at least because if they lose this game i, I mean their, their playoff chances are, are pretty much dead um and i do think that you'll have i think daniel jones is going to be starting but i think you have a, a fully healthy daniel jones i think last week you saw an 80 percent daniel jones and versus you could get 100% Daniel Jones this week. Um, but I'm not going to pick a side in this game. I, I don't like the number at 6.5 for either team. Uh, so I'm going to go with the over 44.5. I think, you know, it's not too high of a number. And the Browns really have a pretty legit offense uh, with Kevin Stefanski. Baker Mayfield's having a career year. And that two-headed monster, I've said it quite a few times now, of Chubb and Hunt is really a force to be reckoned with. Uh, I know the Giants have had a decent offense, but they struggled last week against Arizona. Like I said, I think the Giants have the chance to put up some points with a fully healthy Daniel Jones. Uh, and also remember, the Browns' defense has given up 82 points in the last two weeks uh, against the Baltimore Ravens and the Tennessee Titans. Uh, so I think this is a situation. You're going to see the Browns probably do most of the scoring here. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they cover. I just don't trust them uh, with that number. Uh, but I think the Giants are be able to capable, are capable of make, keeping a little bit interesting, uh, be able to score some points and really get over that kind of 44.5 number. And I like it because it's not really not that high. Uh, you know, it's not into the 50s, so I'm pretty confident with that. I counter your Browns scoring point with the Giants scoring point, who have not scored 20 points in over three weeks against teams like the Bengals and the Seahawks crap defense and the Cardinals, who got eight sacks against them, five by one player and Hassan Reddick. To me, um... To me, I think this game, as much as I think the Giants is a sharp play, I do, I think this game is about coaching. (laughs) This game is clearly about coaching. And Joe Judge, listen, Joe Judge has done a great job. To me, though, I think this is the game that you're going to see, the stark difference to why Freddie Kitchens was fired and Kevin Stefanski was hired. Because right now, I I love, listen, the Giants have been great against the run all year. There's no question about that. I think. This is a different animal. Like to me, like the uh, with Chubb and Hunt and what they've been able to do, putting up forty two on a Ravens defense that's usually pretty decent. I know they're kind of struggling right now, but that's impressive <laughs> to me. Um, this team scores at will, and I'm just not sure the Giants can handle that. I think if the Giants can get to twenty points, that would be helpful for them to cover the number. I'm just not sure they're going to 
based on the fact that, listen, you last week, they've given up a million sacks like that last week. Doesn't get any easier with Vernon and Garrett coming into the game. So the Giants' strength is not their passing game. And that's the Browns' weakness. Um, so the Browns are, are, it's not like they're a bad team when it comes against the run. So to me, I, I, I'm going to go with the Browns here. I, I, I hate how it has moved six and a half. I just hate it. But you know what? Hopefully we get the hook on that one. I mean, I, I'm going to take the Browns this week. I, I wanted to name my picks this week. My theme facing the Giants. That is the theme of my picks this week. And we're starting by going and against the Giants. So it makes <laughs> sense. Um, Let's go to the Monday night football game. This one is gross. This is like the definition of disgusting. Why anybody would want to go and vacation in Cincinnati in December is beyond me. But you know what, Pittsburgh? You got to do it. And guess what? You got to do it to avoid a three-game losing streak. How about that? I mean, like a couple weeks ago, Ah, Pittsburgh's probably the uh, probably the the most challenged to the Kansas City Chiefs. Eleven and zero, eleven and zero, and now they're eleven and two, and everybody's left them for dead. So they get to play Cincinnati. They get to play them on the road on a Monday night. The over under is forty and a half. I don't. I mean, what are we kicking field goals all night in this game? Um, but thirteen points is an interesting line, and it's a lot. It's definitely a lot. So let's see what the Iceman, Matty Ice, are you going to this game? Because I'm sure it's going to be cold and it's going to be in your natural habitat. So um, Cincinnati or Pittsburgh or over-under? Yeah, I'm supplying the cold wind and wind gusts. Uh, my presence will be there. You, you'll, you'll feel me uh, in the stadium. Um, this one is so tough. So if I'm trying to stick with I, – I straight for, right for the jump, it's ugly. I mean, Cincinnati, like, with, with Brandon Allen playing now. It's such a downgrade. It's Steelers. The Steelers have been regressing as as we've kind of looked at. Um, but to, and and then there's super. There's two sides that have all all the money in this game. The Bengals plus thirteen have ninety two percent of the money on them, and as well as the under having ninety nine percent of the money on uh, on the under in this game at under forty. Um, I and I really don't want to fade either of those sides. So this would be the one I guess that I'm going to have to go against. I am going to take the under. 40 and a half, it looks like it's at. It's down to 40 and a half. Um, I mean, I know this is bad. Uh, it, it's super low, but I just don't see how any of these teams or how either of these teams are going to score. I, I, I know the Bengals offense or the Bengals defense has been absolutely putrid, but unders have been hitting at an insane rate, making up for the, the overs early in the season. Um, five straight weeks that the unders have beaten out the overs, 11 and four last week. Um, I, I'm I'm going to take the Bengals, or no, sorry, I'm going to take the under 40 and a half here. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's, oh, that's a low number. That's a low number. We're getting low. Like, like, uh, you know, Chris, are we getting even lower here? What's the poll that we do? I, I my mind is blanking. There's like a poll. You go underneath it. What is that? Limbo? I can't limbo. limbo. We're doing the limbo this week. I'm like losing my brain. It's, I, I don't know what's going on. We're doing funny, the limbo. Yeah, you know, we we kind of got to eat our dessert first last week with last week's Monday night game, and now we have to kind of eat our vegetables uh, with this week. Um, 
<laughs> you know, at least at least the Sunday night game is pretty interesting with playoff implications with the Browns and the Giants, but this is just like this is gross. But you know, I'm 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 hopefully gonna be able to get under that limbo pole with Maddie too. I'm taking the under forty and a half. Uh you got a chance of showers. It's gonna be kind of a chilly thirty five degree night in Cincinnati. Um, and a lot of this is based on the fact that Pittsburgh, you know, we've been saying this, I feel like for years now, Pittsburgh plays down to their opponents. They, they struggle to really blow out these teams that they should be blowing out. They, they always keep things interesting. And I think if, if that trend holds, that means it's going to be a low scoring game. So I don't see Cincinnati scoring a lot of points in this game. Um, so I like, like in quotes, the under 40 and a half, um, you know, because I really see this kind of being a, a 17-7 to type game uh, where Pittsburgh, again, doesn't quite blow them out, keeps a little bit interesting, but just kind of, you know, sleepwalks their way. As we, we've talked about, Mike Tomlin's kind of sleepwalking his way through wins uh, quite a few times. Uh, so, like, again, with the, and with the line being so huge, it's, I just don't trust Pittsburgh. But I definitely don't want to bet on Cincinnati, so I'm going to take that under 40 and a half. Uh, you know, again, I think it's going to be a 17-7 kind of sleepwalky snooze fest uh, down in uh, Cincinnati. Wow. Sleepwalky snooze fest. We got vegetables. We got <laughs> snooze fests. Um, a lot of things going on in Chris's brain right now. It's like a Listen, big it's, it's the holiday season, and I don't want to eat any vegetables. Well, Santa Claus is coming to Cincinnati, folks, because I'm taking the Bengals, and I don't care. Because it's about facing the Giants. This week, and we're taking the Bengals, and I resent your defensive demarcation of the Cincinnati Bengals this week. If you look at the Bengals the last couple weeks against the Cowboys, they had Cowboys had a defensive touchdown in that game, and then a garbage touchdown because of fourth down they went for it on uh, fourth down and like five at their own fifteen with like a minute left in the game, and then the Cowboys score. So that that score is a little bit misleading with the Cowboys and the defensive problems that the Bengals have given up. The week before, 19 points they gave up to the Dolphins. The week before, 19 points they gave up to New York Giants. The week before, 20 points they gave up to the Washington football team. I mean, their defense is not, like, giving up a zillion points over here. And to be honest with you, I got nervous because I know everybody watched the Andy Dalton show last week in Cincinnati and Dallas. But Brandon Allen actually did get hurt in that game. So, uh... There is a possibility. I think he's going to play. He's expected to start, obviously, especially with the extra day of rest. But if it was Ryan Finley, I would be very scared. That would be a horrible thing. Brandon Allen actually is able to move the football in some capacity. They're not really able to score, but they can move the football a little bit. Um, I just think that, again, Chris, I think you're hitting on the head. I mean, I think Pittsburgh, with their offensive problems, the drops, the lack of run game, I mean, they just – I don't think it's a play down to their opponent necessarily. I just think it's them. I just think it's them and the way their offense operates is not efficient. And well, we were saying that they were not an 11-0 team when they were 11-0. They haven't Man. scored They haven't scored 20 points the last three games. They haven't gotten yeah. that. And so, it's not like I they've mean, been playing, you know, insanely impressive teams either. I mean, Washington's not that great. Baltimore's defense. Baltimore was at sick COVID everywhere. I mean, in that game, Buffalo will give you a weather game, but you know, I mean, to me, it's. I think you have to take Cincinnati here or not touch the game. Like to me, there's no way I can take a 13 point Pittsburgh team on the road. That's not in, in the division. In the division, there's no way. So I think I think you have to either bite the bullet, take the under, which I think is a great play. 
or uh, you bite the bullet and take Cincinnati. God bless us all. On this game. Well, I think in this game, if if the under hits, Cincinnati's probably going to hit, and if like same thing, if Cincinnati hits, the under's probably going to hit. Um, because I, you know, I, if the P- Pittsburgh Steelers are winning by over fourteen, it's probably going to be a blowout in general. So yeah, it'll be thirty to three. I mean, that's what. It'll well, be. under still hit. Yeah, thirty to three. So, so yeah, if if that happens, you know, it's, I don't think I don't think you're going to get the over either way. Yeah, that's mine. Um, let's do our top three picks because this is where we really test our moxie. You know what I mean? Like we we test ourselves out, and we need to get right. Everybody, bad week last week, but is this the week for Maddie C? I think it is. I think it is. Even though he doesn't like it, I think it might happen. Because it has to. I mean, it just has to. Matt, number three. Everybody get your puke bags out. No. Uh, we are going to take the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, boy. Plus yes. three points. We are uh, going to get as ugly as my record has been. Um, right now, you have America's team. Which this just does not happen often. America's team has ninety six percent of the money against it. Sixty three percent of the bets. Ninety six percent of the money against it. The books are on the side of America's team. Dallas. I know they've been they've been horrible, but you got to go late in the season here. You got to like start taking risks on these teams that have been bad. Um, and, and you know they kind of they got nothing to play for. Uh, but San Fran's had nothing to play for either. They're both equally as bad against the spread. Uh, their last 10, Cowboys are 3-7 and seven against the spread. San Fran's 3-7 and seven against the spread. San Fran has not been much better. Nick Mullins has been quite shaky. Um, so to take three points at home with Dallas, I just hope that they can, they can you know, put something together here. Um, we're getting ugly. We're going to take Dallas. And we're going to be on the side of the, side of the books again. <laughs> hey, Lou, I love it. I love it. And that's a great <laughs> – Did you say love- take the Niners? <laughs> So nope. I get the cute tip out. Honestly, I love that pick. I, I was very it's not on my board, but it's a lean. It's a big lean that way. I mean that I really, really like Dallas this week. Home dog. Home dog. Team on the road. Ugly. You gotta go ugly places. Abominable snowman. He's coming after you. You got to go ugly. Um, Chris, can you get any uglier than that? Uh maybe. Maybe. Um, we're we're staying in the NFC East, and we're going with the Philadelphia Eagles plus six against Arizona. As of right now, road underdogs are four and one against the spread against the Cardinals this year. And I will admit, I mean the Cardinals have really outside of again that week against the Giants have been uh, horrific, uh, really, and they should have lost that game against against Buffalo, but. You know, I'm watching that game on Sunday with the Eagles. Jalen Hurts. I mean, I was genuinely impressed with how he looked against the NFL's what number one defense. Um, and a fun little fun fact: the Eagles are ten and four in the Doug Peterson era with Carson Wentz not as the starting quarterback. They are nine and four with Nick Foles and one and zero with Jalen Hurts. So. 
Carson Wentz. It's obvious. Carson Wentz has been the problem for the Philadelphia Eagles. No, but I think I think this is, this is a good spot for the Eagles. You know, they're still in contention for the playoffs as well, so they're going to be fighting for something. I think that Jalen Hurts has looked really impressive. Uh, you know, and, and Arizona has been horrific outside of the Giants. So I think the Eagles are going to be able to keep this game close. Uh, I think we'll have another solid game out of, out of Jalen Hurts. And we're going to see a lot of running quarterbacks as well. Interesting. That's an interesting we flip flopped on Jalen Hurts since last week. Yeah, we have. Well, hey, beat, beating the number one defense uh, in your first start will do that to someone. This is true. Don't get, don't get, don't get stuck in a take. It's very smart, Chris. Exactly. That's it. There you go. There you go. But I get nervous to that because then we come back and remember this is a week to week league. This is a week to week league. You got to remember. For the ebbs and flows, that's the way it works. I just, I, I actually don't hate that pick. I think, I think Philly. I, I, I don't know if Arizona is right yet. That's what I'll say. I'm not sure if they're right yet. Um, I'll stay away from that game, and I'll go to Saturday. We got Saturday football, boys. We got some Saturday football. We've got two games. We've got Green Bay and Carolina, right? And we've got Denver at home. Give it, give it to me, Danny. Against Buffalo, okay? There is a team in Buffalo that is six of their last seven games they have won, and it should have been seven in a row, not for a Hale Murray from Kyler Murray. Denver, quietly, is playing really good football. I mean, really good football. Kansas City... That's a scare. They hold Mahomes to one passing touchdown uh, in Kansas City. Then they go play last week against the Carolina team that was coming off of a bye on the road. And they kick ass, man. They kick ass. And interestingly enough, this is Josh Allen's first visit to Mile High Stadium. So I will be very interested to see how Josh Allen plays. The Bills are sixth in red zone offense this year. Did you know that? Well, let me tell you something else. You know who the number one red zone defense in football is right now? That would be your Denver Broncos, Maddie C. Your Denver Broncos. And let me tell you something else. They also get a guy named Noah Fant back this week to add along to Jerry Judy, to KJ Hamler, to Tim Patrick. God bless Tim pa- I mean, where is Tim Patrick coming alive? That might be like the little diamond in the rough gem that we hear about next year. Like, Tim Patrick has been amazing this year. Drew Locke last week against the Carolina Panthers, a 149.5 passer rating. That was the third highest in Broncos history. And the Broncos are also seventh in the league in sacks, 36 sacks. I think they collapse the pocket. I think they keep pressure on Josh Allen. I think they get within the number. I think the Broncos plus six and a half is the way we're going to go here. Give me the Broncos. I think it's six now, actually. So we'll take six. Give me the Broncos plus six. Fangio with a scheme has a chance to win it at the end. I think Drew Lock has a chance to win the game at the end of the game. Do they? Don't know. But coming off of a huge win is the perfect time to go against the Buffalo Bills. That, I mean, that's this is two straight massive primetime wins for the Bills. It, it was it's the Steelers and the 49ers, two ass kickings in a row on primetime. People could not be higher on the Bills. The bet percentages and money shows that you are on. You're, you're sticking with me on this kind of thing, where the bills are getting 62 percent of the bets, 82 percent of the money. The books are going to be backing the Broncos again, and then this is another one where 
Um, lines, you know, the line's going up. It's going from minus five, which was just a dead number, right to the six. Um, I think they wanted to, um, you know, get get the Bills money in quick, and I think the Sharps are going to come back in on Denver. So I, I, I like that pick, Dan. You never know. And Drew Locke has been not the worst quarterback in the league. I mean, it's. I think now, hopefully, Carson Wentz will will end the season with that crown, but. Uh, at least Drew Locke is still playing, so he has a, a chance to regain that title. He has he is still playing, so he can prove put more bad uh, bad tape out there. This game does reek of like Buffalo, just like again, not to use the same word, sleepwalking. You know, they'll get, maybe get the win, but the Denver just keeps it way too close for comfort for ninety nine percent of the game. Uh, so it's a sneaky sneaky Denver pick. Best five win team in America. Denver Broncos. That's five one team in America. That's right. That's exactly the title Matt was looking for this year. Yeah. What a what a whole of an ass thing to say. I mean, <laughs> in America. Um, let's, let's move on from that one. Chris, uh, I, I got to hear number two. Number two. Number two. Another dog. The Washington football team. Taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Uh... Cross-country flight for Seattle going down to FedEx Field. Uh, we've had two really quality wins for this Washington football team the last few weeks. Obviously, beating Pittsburgh was huge. Uh, and then, you know, a couple of you guys last week were down on them. You said San Francisco was going to take care of business, and Washington said, no, 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 no. We're the, we're the good football team here, and they are a good football team. Uh, even when Dwayne Haskins had to go in, they're really, but they're really, you know, getting by on their their defense, which has finally started to get some recognition uh, that they deserve after flying under the radar for most of the season. I, I believe they're still a top five defense in the NFL, which people didn't realize up until I think they beat Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, and I think this line being as big of it is, is a bit of a recency bias of Seattle just blowing out the New York Jets because Seattle just two weeks ago only put up what twelve points against the New York Giants. And I think Washington has a better defense than the New York Giants. Uh, you know, I, I'm a little bit worried about that quarterback situation. You know, whether I'm not sure if Alex Smith is going to play or Dwayne Haskins. Um, but I don't think it's going to make as huge of a difference because I think it's going to be the defense that keeps things really close. Washington has an excellent pass defense to go up against the real strength of Seattle, which is their pass offense. And the one thing that I think helps is that if Alex Smith plays or even Dwayne Haskins, they're going up against one of the league's worst pass defenses in Seattle. So it'll give them some opportunities to open things up and get things going on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, so I like Washington with that defense to be able to keep things close with, with Seattle after they've really been uh, quite disappointing you know, since the earlier part of the year. It would be five in a row for the Washington football team, and that would be very scary if they win. If they um, win, that would, I think that, that would pretty much solidify their div uh, division win for them as well. Is there a concern, though, that Washington did not score an offensive touchdown last week? And that, again, like I said, the, the quarterback kind of situation there is a little worrisome with Smith and, and Haskins. Um, but I'm, I, I'm just riding the wave of that defense, and I think they'll be able to get something, a little bit something going on, on offense to just keep it close. Yeah, Chris, I was right there with you on this game, but I, you know, with with the lingering possibility of Haskins, I, I can't, I can't be on his side. He's 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 pretty horrible, and and uh, and Antonio Gibson also Alex with Antonio Gibson not practicing uh, yet as of you know Friday morning when we're doing this. So that was what kept me away from that game. But I was, I mean, that that plus six was eye popping. It's yeah, nice no, it was. It, it's a big number, but it's still scary. It's still scary because I think Seattle's. 
Seattle's starting to get better a little bit. They, they might have got their swagger back. DK Metcalf literally said going in, he goes, he goes, oh, this is the perfect team for us to beat up and like get going. So like, I, I think they might be, you know, that might have kind of flipped the switch for them again. Sorry. I guess that uh, bulletin board material just sit there quietly. The bulletin board material <laughs> didn't really work out for the Jets in that game, then, huh? Not, not quite with the three points they put up. No. <laughs> Uh, and the 40 spot they gave up. Uh, let's go to Matty C for number two. We are staying with the books. People, people, it's a week-to-week league. I know that Jalen Hurts might be the best thing to ever happen in the NFL. And Oh, yeah, a rushing quarterback in his first week with no tape on him absolutely destroys the team. That's insane. The Saints are still maybe the best team in the NFC, and they're a home dog. Plus three against a team that hasn't covered a spread in five weeks. Wow. The Chiefs have not covered a spread in five weeks, so we're going to take the, the Saints plus three. Everybody's forgotten. Chiefs are getting 65% of the bets, 88% of the money. I will happily take a 10-3 and three team as a home dog uh, that, that the book needs their support. I just think that they're going to be able to run the ball, Yes, it's Taysom Hill, but they are going to be able to run the ball on this Chiefs team. They Actually, the they believe Drew Brees is going to be playing on Sunday. Drew Brees is starting. He's a- All right. Either way, though, either way, that that gives them no. That gives them better chance. It gives them at least the option to throw the ball a little bit better. But they'll still use Taysom Hill. They can get him back into his more of his gadget plays um, and Kamara and everything else that they have going for their running offense. Um, I, I, no, I think that's better if Brees is playing. So um, at least gives them the threat of moving the ball downfield. So I think they dominate time of possession. Um, and they keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands, which is the best defense you can have against this Chiefs team. So, um, yeah, we're going to go ride with New Orleans. This man is is just – he's on a rampage right now. He is – he will not rest until we have a winning week. And this, this to me – listen, this is, a, this is a scary game to pick, man. This is a scary game to pick because you've got – you talk about ugly – You've got two really good teams. Super Bowl possible, like preview here. Preview, yeah, I mean, this is a real and and I and I'm hoping to God, I'm hoping to God that the Chiefs don't do you dirty two weeks in a row. I really, I, I'm praying to God that, that 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 doesn't happen. Do you? Thank you for putting that out into the atmosphere. You're you're welcome. <laughs> uh, you're welcome, man. I, listen, more power to you. To me, uh, I know I talked about facing the Giants. This is the one game that I don't look at as facing the Giants. This is just me taking a game that I think is completely dead and betting against them. And that is, to me, I'm betting against the Houston Texans. I'm going to take the Indianapolis Colts here. You hear Colts versus Texans, you think of one guy. T-Y-T-Y-T-Y. Thank you very much. Houston Texans against T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton has been on a rampage for the last three games. 17 receptions for 377 yards and four touchdowns uh, over the last three games. He's had, two weeks ago, 110 and a touchdown against the Texans already. Texans get another crazy key injury with Justin Reed, who, by the way, Justin Reed, if you want to watch Justin Reed, that guy is one of my favorite players in football. He is unbelievable safety. That is just another huge, huge injury for them. Um, Cronell even said it this week. Romeo was just saying, he's like, listen, I'm, I'm interested to see how we work because I think we this is a dangerous spot for us. Like I think he knows even this is a very dangerous spot. After a dud, they were killed. There has been a murder. And the Chicago Bears. 
suspect. I mean, this is just like so crazy. How could you get a murder suspect be the Chicago Bears? I mean, that's insane to me that they went up there and didn't even throw any fight. I mean, nothing. Cooks is still coming off injury. They're injured in the defense all over the place. Like this team's a mess. Um, I know it's a seven and a half now, but I, I still think the Colts cover. Um, it's not so much heavily on the Colts, though. It's 60, 66% of the bets, 58% of the money on the Colts. So, again, yes, they have the majority, but it's not like the books need the Colts or need the Texans here. I, I think that 7.5 number is only there to scare you. I think the Colts actually blow doors this weekend uh, at home against the Texans. All right. Let's I love it. Colts. Good stuff. Okay, fantastic. I think the Texans are absolutely dead. I think you're right. I, I <laughs> God only hopes. Hopefully their ghost doesn't arrive. Um, let's go to the number one pick of the week. Christopher Raza, give it to me, my friend. Give me a winner. Y'all are going to be mad at me because I'm breaking one of my rules. <gasps> I'm breaking rule number 12 <gasps> against the Packers this week with the Carolina Panthers. And you want to know why? Teddy Bridgewater is 23-6 and six against the spread as an underdog. And the Packers have been obviously been great on offense, but the defense is giving up uh, about 25 points a game and have been horrible against the run, giving up 4.6 yards of carry. And they do not get after the quarterback. I think they're 23rd or 24th in, uh, in, pe- in pressure rate. And also the Panthers are 6-3 and three as underdogs, and they should be getting DJ Moore that back this week. Um, and we've seen a couple of games this year where the Packers really struggle to put away teams. And I also just love the number at 8.5. It's a huge freaking number. Uh, for the Carolina Panthers to keep that within a touchdown. Um, so I, I'm I'm in love with Teddy Bridgewater this week. And every week that any of us are in love with Teddy Bridgewater, it usually ends badly. Uh, but I just love them at that eight and a half number. I think this is a really good letdown game for the Packers. Oh, I I am on the opposite side of that. I mean, I just <laughs> if there's a game that that you look at the Panthers defense. I mean, if there's a game that Aaron Rodgers is going to solidify MVP status. At home in prime time on a Saturday night against the Panthers, who don't put any pressure and can't stop anybody in the secondary, that is scary. How many points are Panthers scoring? They're going to put up twenty-one points and cover, so they'll yeah. keep Rogers under thirty. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're going to be fine. Listen, we're going to be fine. <laughs> Matty, I'm going to let you go because I have a special presentation. <laughs> Oh, man. See, I'm tilting right now, Dan. I was going to ask you to go. I'm tilting live. I like Carolina, but I don't want to be – there's nothing against you, Chris. I'm just trying to just be just be off the grid this week. That was my, that was my one that I was like – that was my one that I was like leaning for. Just do uh, We are going to take the Rams minus 17 and a half. Holy cow! Okay. You just killed our our producer's dead, Matt. You just killed him. He's dead. Are we going to take the Rams minus seventeen and a half? I don't know. I'm live. I'm tilting so hard right now. Oh. Holy cow! I someone, was, someone play uh, the uh, the Jeopardy music here. Come on. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Dan, I hope I'm not spoiling your pick. We're going to take the Pats plus two and a half. Against a rookie quarterback with extra rest, Bill Belichick. You saw him do it to Justin Herbert earlier this year. 
um, are going to take the Pats plus two and a half. They are uh, on the opposite side. Dolphins getting 59% of the bets, 62% of the money. This is normally the Patriots' kryptonite. The Patriots get to now play the spoiler for the first time in a long time. This is a Cam Newton bounce-back spot. He looked so bad. That's happened numerous times this year where he's looked god-awful and just makes you want to puke, and Dan's just sitting in a corner in fetal position crying as we were performing the show, as we were doing the show last week. It's a bounce-back spot for Cam Newton. We're tilting live. We are going to take the pass plus two and a half. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. It is not my number one pick, but I do love it. That one, 10 days off against a rookie quarterback after a loss? After getting blown out? See you later. See you later. That's a lean. That would be a lean. Uh, I'm going to do an ugly one, too. I mean, I'm going to take an ugly one. Listen, we talked about facing the Giants this whole week. You have to face the Giants. And as much as you don't want to do it, you have to do it. Sometimes there are opportunities that you can't pass up, especially with home dogs, right? Home dogs this week. And this one is so ugly that I can't even say it. So instead of saying it, I'm going to play it for you. (laughs) I have my saxophone. People can't see it, but I have my saxophone out here. And let's see if you can guess, based on what I play, my number one pick this week. You ready? Here we go. It's the Saints plus three. I'm impressed. That was good. That was Saints. smooth. You like that? You like that? Saints plus three. Let's you go. You have to do it. it. You can't take a 10-win team at home getting points. You have to do it. It's against the Chiefs. Chiefs haven't covered in five weeks. It's ugly. It's scary. But then I got music to my ears. I got Drew Brees playing this week. I think that makes a hell of a difference. I had him again with Taysom Hill anyway, but I'm going to take the – with Breeze out there still, I'm doing it. People are going to say he's rusty. People are going to say, I don't know, he's 40 years old, like he's coming off of this. What was their offense before this? Malarkey. This is going to make the Saints offense go. This is a huge, huge spot for the Saints. Music, people. I mean, music, it frees us up, man. It frees us up. And as much as it is scary to take the Chiefs, I think this is the game that the Saints will win and light a fire under the Chiefs that will scare the hell out of the rest of the AFC come playoff time. So my music stylings, I'm going to retire the saxophone from the show, but that was my pick. Saints plus three. And that was that was fantastic. I've never there's never we, been a better number one pick on this show than that. We need more saxophones. Every week. Yeah, you need to learn more tunes. Well, maybe I'll do Fly Eagles Fly next week or something. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we'll find something. Maybe not. Lou's shaking his head. Jets. I don't know if you can play that on the saxophone. <laughs> um, okay, guys. Okay. Any leans this week? Uh, Carolina. I mean, Dan, uh, Chris, obviously, that was that was I was right there for taking that. Uh, you said they were uh, – and you, you support – 
Oh, Carolina's six and three. They're actually eight and three this season as a dog. Five, oh. uh, five and zero oh in their last five as a road dog. Um, and it, it, this was, you know, I kind of I gave the stat out a couple weeks ago uh, with the Packers where um, it doesn't quite fit this one because they did win last week but didn't cover. Um, you know, depending depending on the number you got. Um, but they, they where they were winning their games and then the next week coming and winning but not covering the spread and this kind of feels like that perfect spot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I do like them here, but uh, Dan's right. The, the Panthers' defense that we were worried about all year, I think they maybe were playing with some disguised coverages to start the year, and this is another one of those things where there's tape on it now, and there's just a certain there's a certain lack of, of skilled players on their defense that they just can't keep up. Chris, anything? Uh, I'd said the New England pick against Miami. Uh, I think it's a perfect spot with Bill Belichick being able to scheme against a rookie quarterback. Uh, and this is going to be a big game for Tua to kind of prove that he is, you know, still a legitimate, you know, he's a legit quarterback. Um, so I was kind of looking at that in that New England game there at two and a half. I love it. I love it. Down to one and a half now. So the line is moving in favor of the Pats. Um, you look at that Pats game, I think that's right on. I agree with you. Packers is my other one. I know everybody is thinking the Panthers are a sharp play, um, especially as a dog, getting that many points. I just think there's Aaron Rodgers coming to our party. I mean, MVP is coming between him and Mahomes. And and right now, if you if it ended today, I think you have to give it to Rodgers just based on those numbers that I saw earlier this week. The guy has the third highest passer rating in NFL history for one season. And one of those seasons that's higher is him. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous what he's doing. Um, anything else? You know, I don't often say this because I think that I was about to have a heart attack when if you were going to make that pick. Rams 17 and a half. I just don't know if the Jets are scoring. Like, are the Jets – I can't take it. But, like, somebody sent me a, 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 a tweet. I think it was our friend Chris Kutso. Send us a tweet. It was like – Giving Sean McVay 10 days against the, to prepare for the Jets is like giving Bobby Flay 10 days to make a Caesar salad. I mean, it was just so, <laughs> <laughs> so, sweet, like, so perfect. Yeah, and it's just like uh, Adam Gase in his career as a 17-point dog is 1-3. He doesn't cover big spreads. It's insane. And it's just like, you know, it, it, I, you do worry that like the Rams – like. This is if it's if it's any other team but the Rams, as good as they are, you always worry about the sleepy spot for them, don't you? Like the Giants earlier this year, but obviously now we're learning the Giants had a pretty good defense, we're able to keep up with them. But uh, and then the Jets, the Jets are they're just rolling over. They're just they're not even going to come out. They're on the West Coast for two weeks in a row. Um, I just don't. I know. I there it might be it might, it might be there. I mean, I already know it's in Chris's super. It has to be in Chris's super. If it's not change it right now <laughs> but um that one and then just a couple other unders like i said the unders are starting to roll in i don't know if i've missed the trend now i was just realizing now five straight weeks the unders and i don't know if it's gonna be market correction but um i think chicago chicago minnesota under 46 um i really like that i thought that was pretty high uh the total for that game and um as well as um in the new england miami game i think an under in that game is, uh, makes a lot of sense yeah don't hate that what were the unders like 11 and 5 11 and, 11 and, yeah 11 and 5 last week well well yeah, because the Baltimore, the Monday night game clearly went over. Yeah, that's insane to me. I got one more lean, and then we'll get into specials and some other stuff. Atlanta getting six at home against the Bucks. I mean, that's where I thought you were going with you when you started giving the home dog thing. I didn't realize. I thought you were going to just if I said New Orleans, you were going to tally on. I thought you, all of a sudden I was looking through and you said the Giants, and I'm like, he's going against Brady. I don't know. Like this is going to be <laughs> this is going to be ugly, but. 
no, the Falcons, you have to take them, right? You have to, but but I mean, Julio Jones is probably not playing again, and you just, I, I can't. You can't take the Falcons without Julio Jones. You said you they're a walking field goal. They're the walking field goal, but I mean, they lost the incompetence ball last week against the Chargers, and just I don't know, like the Bucks, the Bucks should the Bucks that game was. All on Dan Bailey, missing three kicks. I mean, the Vikings have that game. I mean, I don't know. Like, I just don't think the Bucks are, are very good. I just It's amazing to me. I know people say, I just don't think they're very good. But are you going to go against, are you going to go against Tom Brady and Mercedes-Benz Dome? I don't think you are. I don't think you are. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, uh, okay. That's all our wins for this week. Uh, quick question before we get to the specials. Guys, rapid fire. Outside of the Chiefs, who are the three best teams in professional football right now? Chris. Packers, Saints, Bills. Bing, bang, boom. Okay. Put ah. the Steelers out of my face. Get the, yeah, definitely throw the Steelers out. I don't think the Steelers are going to be in any one of our conversations. The Saints, I think number one, Packers, and I have a different team out of the AFC. I think the Baltimore Ravens, despite their record, they've had so many COVID issues this year. They are, their defense and, and Lamar back healthy, I'm telling you that, this win last week, they are just getting ready. They're getting ready for the playoffs. I, I still think I would take them up against just about anybody. See, my problem is not with the Lamar and the offense. My problem is they got Brandon Williams and Calais Campbell back, and they still suck on defense. I mean, that's a problem. I mean, it's a problem for the Ravens. And so if they can fix that, I'm all with you. I I think they could be dangerous down the road. Me, uh, I have Green Bay, which I this is a 1A, 1B for me. Green Bay, the Los Angeles Rams, yep. and the Buffalo Bills. I the Bills made me a believer last week, and you know what? They're playing well. I think the Rams are the least. I've said it for a couple of weeks. They have the least amount of flaws of any team in the league. Uh, I know Goff is can be a scary proposition, but listen, the only team in the NFC that can say that they've made a Super Bowl run is the Rams. They're the only team with the experience that can do it. And last week showed me something against the Patriots. They're willing to change their scheme in order to win. They did a lot of double tight end sets that they're not. Please talk about them doing eleven personnel all the time. They did a lot of twelve personnel all over the field in that game, and it it was a great game plan. Belichick said it after the game. He's like, "You guys had a great effing plan. I mean, it, you just killed us. I mean, it was unbelievable." So to me, if McVay is going to coach like this, they're probably to me unbeatable. Like to, in the NFC, too many questions with the Saints and how that offense goes in the playoffs. So I'll, and one other thing about the saints, don't they do this every year? Don't they just do great right at the end of the year? And then they just, this peak and then it all goes and it's gone. I mean, I feel like this is every year with the saints. It's the same team, the same team I've seen every year. Uh, one, of these years Daniel, one of these years, one of these you weeks, think of the Rams, if it's a Rams chief Super Bowl, what do you like? That's the Super Bowl we deserved a couple years ago, right? Yeah, yeah, two years ago. That's what people would have said after the Monday night game. Yeah. That's the only game. I think that's real. I've been in love with the I hated the Rams that year. I'm in love with the Rams this year. I mean. Would you take the Rams over the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? Let's say the spread is two and a half. Rams getting two and a half points. 
if the Rams are not, yeah, I'll take the Rams. Okay. Take the Rams. <laughs> oh, that's an interesting. That's an interesting line set there. I think I don't know. I, it would probably be right around the field goal. I don't know if it'd be more though. It might be the two and a half. It'd be it'd be between like two and a half to four and a half. As like I, I, I was going to say, I, I think four. I feel like is where it would end up. Yeah. It's the defense, man. They got they got players all over that defense. It's unbelievable what they've done. Um, specials. Yeah, that's true. They can run the ball. Specials. Chris Raza's super 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 of the week. Yeah, you know, we're going with the Rams minus seven. <laughs> it gets the, the New York Jets. Uh, they should probably cover their regular spread, but spread, but it's so big, I don't think anyone wants to touch it. Uh, but I could very easily see the Rams winning by more than seven points. Uh, we're going to go, uh, and we're, we're going with two other picks that we had already. Uh, we're going the Bengals under 50.5 for kind of safe measure there, under 50.5. And, uh, and then Philly plus 16. Against Arizona. That is the Super we're rolling with this week. We actually made some live adjustments uh, while we were talking about things. Uh, I originally had the Browns-Giants over uh, 34.5, but I got a little worried about that, so we flipped that for the Bengals under 50.5 because I just don't see any points in that game. We're not going Lions plus 21 or... I say Bengals plus 23. Yeah, Jackson. <laughs> or uh, you could do the Jets plus, uh, plus 27. And a half. Thank goodness. <laughs> That's not safe. That's not safe. That one to cover last week. <laughs> That's not a safe one. We've taken the Rams on the alternate line. Uh, <laughs> uh, survival pick of the week. I'm torn between two of these teams because I haven't picked these two yet. So I'm kind of torn. But I think um, Detroit, we're not sure if Stafford's going to play uh, this week. So I'm going to take Tennessee uh, as the official pick. Of the week at home, eleven point favorites. They lose that game; they are dead to me. So I'm going to take the Titans uh, over the Ravens. I was going to take the Ravens, but I'm going to save the Ravens because they still have easy games going forward. So I'll take the Titans this week. Yeah, no, Derrick Henry's going to have another 300 yards this, this game. You're fine. <laughs> so against the Lions, uh, here we go. Maddie's magic moneyline parlay. So well, obviously we're gonna we're gonna ride with um with, with the best underdog that I think I took uh here as far as best value. We are gonna take New Orleans plus one thirty five. Uh, like what Dan said, you know, a little shocker at home. Uh, that's the nice baseline, and then we gotta get the value up. Uh, we gotta get the value up here, and we're just gonna we're just gonna ride with with my guys that have gotten me here in the past um, on on an upset. And we're going to take the Denver Broncos at home against the Bills. It feels like an upset spot for the Bills. It feels like a sleepy spot. Plus 220 for the Broncos. It gives you a plus 650 money line parlay between the Saints and the Broncos. Uh, we've done it before with the Broncos, so we're, going to try it. we're just trying to ride it again. That was the first one of the year that hit was on Drew Locke's amazing win at home against the Chargers in the comeback. That was That is a great money line parlay. This is a great one. I love it, guys. I love it. Thanks for playing again, folks. Uh, are you guys, like, chilling up there in the snow? Because I got my city shut down last week for rain this week. So, very weird. But. Yeah, we're, we've got we, – we've, uh, Jack Frost came to town uh, and gave us a good, like, solid six to eight inches of, of wet, heavy snow, and it was gross, and I hated every bit of it. I thought it was just me. But, yeah, no, apparently, everybody, apparently everybody else got the snow. Yeah. <laughs> it was just at Hubinger House. 
<laughs> snow miser coming in. Turns to snow in his clutch, my friends. Let's see if these picks start melting a little. You know, start heating up. Let's heat up. Let's become the heat miser. We need a green Christmas for Matty Ice this year. Uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. As always, you can listen to us on Spotify, and you can listen to us on Google Podcasts as well. And you know what? If you're the traditionalist, listen to us on Sports Country Radio. And it's a great network. SportsCountry.net is where you can listen every Saturday, 11 a.m., 3 p.m., 5 p.m., and Sunday at 11 a.m. Championship week in college football. Enjoy that. Enjoy the NFL week number 15 for the producer Lou, Lou Paracone, and for Chris Raza, and for the Iceman, Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silbreth. I'm Dan Zampano. We thank you for listening to the Sunday Card.